Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so that you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, countless exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that thrives on you not really getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love, play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give you a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get the top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts that have been on the show, and you will see what simple health can be. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 53. In today's episode, I interview human performance and leadership training coach, Greg Muller. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode to learn about the path of the warrior, why you must have clarity on your values, and get a little Socrates along the way. Alrighty guys, on the line today, I have Greg Muller. And Greg, first question that I ask everybody is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. Oh wow, that's a good one. Um, I guess I had um, followed traditional health and nutrition guidelines um, and had been in the fitness industry for quite a while and found that I didn't have enough energy and vitality and that's what led me to then go to a nutritionist and I've, I read um, a book about irritable bowel syndrome and found that I had all the symptoms, went to a nutritionist, she said that thing doesn't exist and then in 1997 I met Paul Check. And I found out it does exist and <laughs> loads more about holistic health and things like that. So that was my, the start of my journey. And Since, where, where has that journey brought you today? Like where are you on that health journey, on that path? Well, I mean, geez, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like an unfolding, um, you know, like it's continually unfolding. It's just, you, you get one level and one layer and then there's another layer above it. So, I mean, I've studied right from the very um, basic principles of physical health right through to the spirituality. So I've, I've been, like the, the path is ongoing, but it's been 20 plus years. And, you know, looking after all aspects of health, anything in alignment, like I said, the spiritual aspect of it and right down to the physical aspect. So ensuring that, you know, you keep physically active, keep healthy in that way, eat good foods, um, the thoughts that you have, taking care of those, um, the people that you associate with, the relationships you have, uh, lining up your value sets, you know, all those things. And, and a lot of them are very simple, but simple is not always easy, you know. And I, I mean, I think it was Socrates who said um, the ultimate sophistication is simplicity. And it's a really cool, it's a really cool quote. And I heard it again by Tony Robbins when I was at, a, at his thing recently. And it's so true. But to get to simplicity, we need to go through a deeper level of understanding um, because we, we only pop out of sim to, to simplicity once we've gone through that real deep learning 
Uh, and then we, from there, what you can do is the real masters can make uh, very clear and concise decisions based on their learnings in the past. But you have to go through the hardships. You have to experience the hardships to really be in a position to coach and lead yourself as well. So you're talking about hardships then. Uh, what, I mean, maybe, the, maybe it was the irritable bowel, but I mean, any other hardships that you've had uh, along that health journey or anything do you've even overcome recently where it's, like you said, you kind of been like, it's ever an ever unfolding thing. Has there been something recently that you've uh, come past for yourself? Well, I think, I think you, you, you know, challenges and obstacles, failures, uh, along the path, a part of the journey, and that's where you probably learn most, the most, uh, and and that's where why they call they call the the journey uh, the path of the warrior, you know. And the statistics that I read it, I don't know where I saw this, but it holds true, without being you know like the actual the numbers may not be exact, but they say that about two percent get on the path, and only of two of those two percent, only two percent stay on the path. Because the challenges that, that pop up in front of us and the obstacles that we, we have to face often pull people back and say, Jesus, it's just too hard. Um, <clears throat> so they're ongoing, but it's through, the, through that you get your breakthrough to the next level. And, um, you know, it's like you climb one mountain and you get to the top and you think, geez, I've got that. And then there's another mountain waiting for you in front of you. <laughs> it's just nonstop. Um, but that's what makes you bigger and bigger as a person or your I, as in your I-ness. Um, and, and it makes you be able to contribute and serve at higher levels, you know? Greg, I know uh, we like shared some emails back and forth before we got on the line here, and you talked about uh, leadership, innovation, and change, mm. uh, and like success in sport with, with these types of things. Would you care to expand upon that? Is that like a current area of study for you then, uh, something that you're developing? Well, it's, it's not, not necessarily just a current area. I mean, I've been studying that pretty much – since the start of my career in the fitness industry, which is 1989 in my first course. Um, and, you know, talking about challenges, which we just spoke about then, what, what I, I, I found, um, I did my first course uh, in 1989. And it was interesting because on there they talked about quite a lot about holistic health. Um, because I came through um, the military system, it, our, our, our motto was Mensana and Corpusana, which means healthy body and a healthy mind. Yeah, it was interesting because I think we'd lost that connection to the mind um, in, in the sense that, you know, what is holistic health and things like that. So it was very physically orientated. But we had a part of the curriculum was in there about all the different types of um, health. And if you look at gardeners' work, for example, you know, the multiple intelligences, what it had is this social health, your um, spiritual health and things like that. And that was in 1989. So when I got back to the school to teach, that had been dropped out of the curriculum. So I put it back in there again. And so to answer your question about uh, leadership, innovation, and change, what, what I also did in, in – so that was in 1989. In 1990, I went full-time into the gym in the military, in the Army, and just so happened the base I was at was where our SAS or Special Forces were. So I ended up um, working with them for a good period of time. And that taught me a lot about um, you know how, how you need to function as a group, as a team – to really ex- exceed or su- uh, be for su- successful, you know, uh, just the commitment to training. You know, the, there was very high levels of training. The way that we would rehearse to do things, um, all that sort of stuff. You know, the debriefs, the planning for all the missions and stuff like that. So that was that was a, a, a real eye opener for me. And then 
I worked in a lot of teams. I've worked in a lot of teams around the world. Um, I worked in Japan, in Ireland, uh, in New Zealand with high-performing sports teams. And so what I did is I thought, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of lessons from the military I'd got, but there was also things that was gaps in there. So I kept studying and I kept looking for more answers. I would have done a lot of courses with people around the world, um, studied, read a lot of books, and trying to glean out the the really key points or the ones that were were consistent and saying, geez, you know what, this thing here is consistent with all high performers. And it was across business, it's across sports, it's across life, you know, I looked at everything from, like I said before, like from very basic practical things up to the, the high spiritual things and the, the lessons that can be taken from those. And I guess the challenge was, I remember when I first met Paul Check, for example, he was just on a different level, just a completely different planet to me and I was like, holy shit, this guy, I thought I knew all the stuff and, and, and it felt like I knew nothing, you know, so I said, I need to start studying this stuff if I really want to serve my athletes well and the people that I work with well. But, but it was interesting because he was so far ahead of the industry that that caused a lot of challenges because I was going back into the industry and saying, wow, my eyes were just opened up completely. And then people were kind of like, no, that can't be right. Or they were trying to, trying to, you know, their own fears were trying to justify the way they were already doing things. And so that affected me personally, like, because you can be strong, but you know, like I was constantly getting people telling me, nah, this guy's full of rubbish and stuff like that. And so that led me on another path is to understand the human psyche of human behavior, change, why we're resistant to change and stuff like that. So I went through reading and studying all that stuff and then did my master's degree in that area in elite performance and leadership because that then suits the left brainers who just can't get their head around the fact that, you know, you, you can work this stuff out yourself or there's, there's other ways to learn these things. So I did it for that reason there. And, and, and it, a great endorsement for me, although it's retrospectively, was one of the, one of the players I worked with, an all black I worked with. When I first started working with him, he was like, when, when I first arrived, they were like, who is this guy? Well, why is he talking this foreign language and telling us to go and do this silly stuff and things like that, you know? Because I was talking about sympathetic um, exercises and um, parasympathetic, sorry, sympathetic, parasympathetic, and the the overdrive and, you know, how people were getting cortisol spikes and adrenal fatigue and stuff like that. We had athletes who were traveling internationally regularly to play. And so a uh, great endorsement from him was he said, like, 10 years ago, this guy, you know, he, he was telling us all the stuff and we were like, what is this guy on about? And he goes, and then we saw what he was doing and we all started doing it. We could see the value in it and, you know, they embraced it. But he said, now, if, if he looks back, and he's retired now, so this is a few years ago, but he said, now if you look, he said everything he was telling us was 100%, and it's all part of what's normal in the industry now, you know? And I've kept moving. I haven't stopped studying. I haven't kept moving. So, you know, the goalposts, I'm, I would say that I'm always trying to be a front runner in that stuff and saying, right, okay, what's the thing? You know, it's not like I'm not looking for, it's not like what I call the magpie effect. I'm not looking for the one thing. I'm just trying to look at what are the foundations and what are the things, if you build off that foundation, that are going to lead you to more greater success and greater potential for winning or opportunities for winning, you know, because you can only provide that opportunity. So it's a bit of a long answer, but that's that's kind of background on that. No, that's that's a great answer. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Greg. Uh, so I'm curious then, what is something that you see, what's something else in that foundation that has been overlooked, whether it be for athletes, whether it be for like general public, like the base of the foundation, but it's often missed. Well, you know, like... Um, 
like I said, simplicity is, is, is the key to it. And, you know, often the very things that the answers we're looking for are right in front of us. And that may sound like a bit of a paradox, you know, because people go off and look for all these things. But we ignore the signals that are in front of us. We ignore listening to our own intuitive self, you know, and saying, okay, these are the things that I really love doing. This is my passion. This is what I, I love to do. And we let society or friends, family, and other factors influence our thinking and ultimately some of our behaviors. So to answer your question, like what I did is I, I put together a mandala on this, okay? Because what I did is as I, as I studied more and more and more, I said, okay, people ask me what do I do. And I, 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 it was hard for me to explain because I was, more, I was way more than a fitness coach and I, I was a performance coach. But what does that mean? You know, so, so, and how does, that, how does that fit in? So I developed a mandala. And in that, it has a lifetime of learning and it shows you a pathway, a clear pathway. You follow these things. And each each component of those on their own is a lifetime of learning. But the very corner of that, what I have in it, is an athlete. And in the center of that athlete is a dot or the what I call the I am. Right? And as you, if you increase that dot, if you expand that dot, then everything in life will change. So, you know, like the simple way to explain that is, is, is each one of us, if we if we were to draw a circle on a piece of paper, and it doesn't matter how big that circle is, but everything we know in every area of life fits into that dot. And all of us have different sized dots based on our consciousness. But if everything you know is in that dot, if we expand that dot, everything in our life will change. It's a very simple concept, but it's true because your consciousness changed. So you see different things, you see different opportunities, um, and you're able to make better decisions off the back of that. And because most of us are conditioned by society, our friends, our families and stuff like that, our dot tends to be around about the same size as the people that we're, we're surrounding ourselves with. So as soon as you start changing that dot, they challenge you. They challenge your beliefs and they challenge everything you're doing. And then, then if you don't have the strength to carry forward with that, what happens is you just pull back you know, and, 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 and it can't expand. So and around about what I'm saying to you is you know, listening to ourselves and finding your true passion, and as I said, it's right in front of most people, um, and living to that value set will then get you on track. And then what you do is attract all the different the, the things to your life because it's so much easier. It's like going down a highway as opposed to trying to, you know, bust through the jungle and make your own road, which is what a lot of people try to do, you know? And that, that's, that's it, it is really that simple, but it's at the same time very, very challenging because that means you have to make decisions about things you're going to do in your life you know, like if you're if you're surrounded by people that are eating crappy food all the time, then when you go out for, for, for lunch, they're going to challenge you. Well, why are you eating that crap that you got in front of you? When, you know, when they're actually eating the crap because they haven't got the consciousness, and, you know, and they're not even in tune with their body, so they can't understand. And then when when you know, like a lot of people probably listen to this podcast, have transited into eat, eating good food and looking after their body. When you put crap into your body, all of a sudden you feel it. You know. And that's the same with our emotions. It's the same with our spirituality. It's, you know, the same with the physical body. So um, once we get in alignment with that, then we're on task. So Greg, how do you recommend that people, if they are trying to still work on that intuition, really get in touch with their bodies, do you find any uh, simple ways that they can do that? Anything that you've used with any of the athletes that you worked with? Anything like that? Well, I, I guess the simple answer is to just get clear on your values. 
really clear on what you value in life. And that what what, what I find often is people are not living in congruence of what they say they value. So if you say that you value health, then you've got to be eating good food, exercising regularly. And if I say, okay, then that's what you value. Show me what you did in those areas over the last week. And if they come up with nothing, you know, then you know they're not living in, in accordance with that value. So that value is not that important to them. And it's not for me to, to judge someone. But once you get clarity on that, because we've all got a why, but it's the bigger why, okay? It's what, because that's why, you, you know, I was talking to two people next to me yesterday because I was at a conference yesterday, and both of them asked me the question, how come you come to these things and everyone walks out and goes, wow, that was awesome, I'm going to change everything, and then after about a week, nothing changes. And the simple answer is because that's providing motivation, so it's an external source, right? But it's inspiration you've got to look for, and that's what I answered the question before about find what your passion is, what is it you really, really desire, and then follow that. And that inspiration will provide you with a bigger why, which will give you the self-discipline to stay on the path. Otherwise, what happens is you, and if you look at the habit curves, one goes one way and the other goes the other way um, because the paradigm shift that needs to happen doesn't occur and so you maintain status quo. And then people say, oh, how come it's not happening? And at the start of the the habit curve, the, the curves are very close together and you could be doing something and I could be doing the complete opposite and everyone looking at us is saying there's nothing happening here but what you're changing is you're changing your mindset and so getting clear on your values is essential and like I said it's not for me to judge it's not for anybody else to judge because if you like parting and you need to get that out of your system then go and do it and do that but don't be saying oh you know I really enjoy I, 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 I need my health because you can't have both you know and that's where people fall down so you know, because we've only got so much time and we've only got so much energy, so it's getting clear on those values which allows you to prioritize your time. So when someone picks the phone up and they go, you know what, do you want to come out to the movies, do you want to come out for a drink or something like that? And if you're really clear on your values, it's easy to say yes or no. Great. That is a very, and like you said, simple way to put that. It may not be easy necessarily for everybody to adopt, but it's a very simple way to look at it. If you have your five, ten values, whatever they may be for yourself, uh, those answers become very easy. And now I'm, I'm curious, you said the inspiration, not motivation. What is your inspiration? Well, I think um, I've always wanted to help and educate people. And I can remember from a young age, I just love teaching. But what I found, and this is something that I find in the industry, is nowadays you can get qualifications at the drop of a hat. In, the week, in a weekend, you can become a qualified lifestyle coach and things like that. But that's the reality of that is, is you've got to go through the hardships. You've got to go and, you know, you've got to be experienced in this so you can, you can understand at a deeper level what's actually really going on. Um, so even though I, want, I, I, I did my first course in 89 and, and, and the the physical or the physical training industry, and and that that course gives you become an assistant instructor. I then went on to um, be a full instructor. I went on to be director of the or the senior instructor of the the physique school in the military. Um, and and I look back and think, geez, even now, you know what I've learned is it's just skyrocketed, and so I could be of much greater value, but. The ultimate thing is to serve other people so I can help other people, you know, find their potential. And um, I think you need to go, that's why I'm saying, you know, doing a weekend course or even a 12-month course, whilst you can still serve and you can still help people, 
what you need to do is understand your limits and you know what I mean not try and um, try and be something you're not and that's why you know the the true masters they say mastery you don't reach mastery until you hit about the 22 23 year mark and it's only if you've constantly been evolving yourself learning and going through the hardships because it's it's those dark days or those challenges or those obstacles and the failures that really teach you the lessons and say you know what you're not what you're saying you are you haven't learned the things that you needed to learn because life is all about lessons and the lesson will be repeated until you learn the lesson so if you're constantly seeing this same thing coming out you're like shit you know what and you could be you could be trying to teach it to someone else but you can't really teach something until you've got the lesson yourself so it's uh it's, it's yeah i i think that that's that's my that's that's what that's what inspires me is to keep learning so i can offer more to people because what i really want to do is, is i think mean, I, I said this before is if people go on these courses and they come away and they go wow that was awesome you know but nothing really changes and you see it all the time like the, the research and for example diet you know weight loss and stuff like that is I, I've got slide, I've got a slide in one of my, my presentations I do. It's the before photos, the after photos, and then I've got the after after photos, and I put on more weight. No one puts those ones up, you know, when they're marketing. And that's that, that's what's happening in, in reality. Like, the proof is, and uh, the research they say after two years, most people are put on another two percent from what they started with. And that's been conservative um, because nothing's changed. So, what inspires me is to say. If you follow this program, if you do this stuff, and I understand, you know, human behavior at very deep levels, I understand the change process at very deep levels, then what I can do is I can offer something that will be sustainable and will work, you know, and having empathy and understanding for the clients that I work with so that you can make sure and tailor make things that are going to work, you know, because I've been through it all. I've seen all these different programs, you know, and people sign up and then nothing changes. And that's, that's, that's serving no one really. So, Greg, I'm curious. Talking about some of this then, the learning, the teaching, what advice or what would you want to have taught your 30-year-old self? I guess to be a better listener. Because <laughs> the ego drives the ego drives our will. And that's a good thing because there's that's a lot of fire in there. And there's, a lot of, there's a lot of energy in there to go out and achieve things. But it's pretty rip shit and bust. And, and and when we're thirty, we we don't think that things are ever going to change. We're never, we're never going to get older. We're never going to get. You know what I mean? And that's why you know people place a priority on their health when they're sick. And nothing else becomes important if you get, if you're sick. You know, so all of a sudden there's nothing else. It's just I've got to get better again. And when they get better again, they tend to go back to their shitty old habits again. So having learned that lesson. And as we know, 20 year olds, because you know, you can go out and drink and you can go and party and you can do that as a 20 year old. You can get up next day and you can pretty much survive that. You can do that for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but uh, I, the lesson I said is, is listen, listen to my, to my body and listen to the great leaders. Like, like I said, most things that are right in front of you, like the people you sit down next to in a train or in a plane or in a taxi or whatever, you know, sometimes there's some I always try to spark up conversations. You just don't know who you sit next to. I sat next to a guy yesterday in a conference who'd just been to Vancouver um, who did the Matrix program, which I did, I did the Matrix program with Bob Proctor back in 1990, uh, sorry, 2011. And, you know, like, she was asking me about some of the questions you were asking me, and I was explaining to her, I drew a, drew a diagram. She goes, where did you learn that diagram? I said, 
Bob Proctor taught me. But it was actually Vermin uh, Fleets who actually taught it back in the 1930s, and that's where Bob got it from. But um, Thurman Fleet, sorry. Um, but anyway, she, she, it was just amazing because she was sitting right next to me, and very few people around the world would have been to Matrix program. You know, so it was interesting, yeah. But you just don't know who, you know, you know who's around, and that's why listening is so important because often these people that are coming around us, you know, if you look at the spiritual laws, you know, they're there, they're there to guide us as well. You know, we attract into our lives people around our level of, of personal consciousness or involvement, and, and then they're there. There's also those ones that come to us who are just slightly ahead of us, and they're saying, you know what, you could save yourself a lot of time and money if you did this, you know. And uh, that's the way to go forward. Now, Greg, I, I saw on the Pure Athlete website there was a uh, Quotes for Achievers handbook. Yeah. What, do you have any favorite quotes from there? Or do you have anybody throughout history uh, that even gave those quotes that you would just most like to talk to? Uh, well, the, a lot of the, uh, most of the ones in that book are ones that I, I, I really resonated with. And I think... Uh, you know, there's there's not only quotes in that book, there's, there's even small poems and stuff like that. So to choose one would be tough because you know they they they're all excellent. And How about one that's even maybe resonating with you right now? I guess the one I said to you before. You know, Socrates said, you know, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. You know, because I I've kind of come to a point where I, I listened to Paul. I went to Paul Check's talk in the UK a couple of years ago, and he'd come to that point too. Like you study so much stuff and the same things keeps getting repeated and just in different ways. But what happens is by learning that way is the penny will eventually drop and you go, ah, I get that. You know, you need to read 20 different books to hear it from just a different message. And all of a sudden you think, I got that message. I know what that means now. And that's what I was saying about doing weekend warrior courses and stuff like that. You don't come out with that depth and that breadth of knowledge. Um, so, so on the opposite side of that, and it's the hard road that you've been to allows you to get that simplicity. So that's one that's resonating with me right now, and I think it's, it's, it's very strong, and it, it's good because what it allows me to do also is, you know, the clients, the people I work with, is I say to them, if you follow these rules, if you do these things, you will get the benefits you're looking for. And if you don't want to, that's fine, but I'm not going to be here for you anymore, okay? Because it's my time and energy as well, and I'm not interested in... And, and doing that, you know, regardless of if they want to pay me or whatever, I'm not there to do that because I want people to reach their potential and get the results that I know they're capable of getting. You know, most people are operating, geez, on such a low level of um, potential. They just have no idea what's available to them. I mean, even the physical aspects, you know, like, if, you know, a lot of the athletes I've worked with over the years, they're overtrained, totally overtrained. So, you know, what I've done after years and years of practice of make it high quality training, you know, really high quality training, whether it be in the weight room, whether it be conditioning for anaerobic or aerobic work, make it really, really high quality training, and then make sure the recovery protocols are in place, which includes all your nutrition, includes what I call the code, the calendar of daily events. So um, get clear on that, you know, and, and if part of those calendar of daily events is your non-negotiables. So if you get clear on your values and say, these are the things I want to do, then it's simple. And your code your code practice could be only 20 minutes or even 15 minutes a day because if you start and get in the habit of doing it and it becomes a ritual, then everything's going to start changing for you. 
And what I did is, I that's why I have a 50-day challenge on my Lead the Pack web, website, you know. Um, 50 days, really high-quality information in that. that it's it's 50, 50 euros, so 50 bucks, I suppose, in, in, in your language. Um, so one euro a day, and you get mind, body, and soul lessons. But it's the, it, the whole concept of it is, is to get you onto that code of things. So you, you, you start doing each day the things that you, you know, we talk about. So that's what I put that program together for. Would you mind even sharing uh, like your personal code? What does that look like? Or even just any specific routines or rhythms that you are part of your daily practice, morning practice, evening, whatever it may be. Yeah, well, so so um, like I said, getting clear on the values. So if, if, if I value, one of my values is health, you know, and there's, there's just about no one I've ever met that hasn't put that down, but the reality is they're not, they're not <laughs> you know? Because everyone understands at a very basic level of uh, understanding that health is important, but we're all very good at making excuses or justifying, oh, we, we, well, we're not doing it. Like a thief can justify the fact that he's he's stealing because he needs the stuff, all right. So we, we can all do that. But so so my my daily code of practice is um, exercise. I make sure that I exercise well, and that includes the recovery element as well. So, you know, like I don't exercise hard every single day. Um, then I have meditation. So some form of meditation practice in there. Um, and I've learned loads of different ways of that, of doing that so I can do it quickly. Then I have reading, study, okay? Uh, that's really important. Uh, and then also um, some sort of play or enjoyment. So building something in there. And, and everyone's code can be slightly different, right? and, and I talk about it in my 50-day challenge, but if that, that's, that's one, that, one that I use quite regularly. That's what I'll be using quite regularly at the moment, um, you know, because you don't want it to be all about work, you know what I mean? Um, yes, it does, does need to be. So the other thing is, is um, reflecting or, or, or journaling. Um, that also, I think that's really important. So... Um, but I, the reason I put that, that word fun or play in there is because if I study, I work really hard or I study for, for a good period of time, what I do is I, I, I give myself a target and say right at the end of that, I've got 10 or 15 minutes or it could even be an hour where I can go out and just have fun and enjoy myself. You know, Because if we make things too rigid or too hard, that's why people fall off things. That's one of the reasons. So, what are some of your favorite forms of play or just enjoyment then? Well, it's, you know, I thought you might ask that question, but <laughs> it's funny because I'll tend to pick up, pick up another book because <laughs> I, I just love reading and I love studying. Yeah. But what I'll tend to do is I'll, I'll go away from a more technical book and I'll do do something, a, a lighter read on, on, on something that I find helps as well. Uh, but my other thing is a sport. I love sport and, you know, Whilst I don't watch hardly any TV, sport, I won't get rid of it. And I, I, I came to that conclusion, you know, like you can do lots of courses and they'll say to you, you know, TV's bad for you and stuff like that, but I love sport. It's a real passion of mine and I like, no, like I often, even while I'm talking to you now, it's on on the other, the other because there's the, the ICC 2020 cricket on at the moment, so that's the World Cup of cricket. Okay. And New Zealand are playing today, so I've got the TV on. I don't sit there and watch it. 
but I'll listen and, and then I'll just pop in there. I'll have a quick break from work and I'll go in there and I'll see what the scores are. If it's really heating up, I'll sit there for a while. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's the same with most of sports that I, I, I have very high passions for. I don't actually sit there not very often and watch the whole thing. That's just a discipline I have, but um, I, I make sure I know what the scores are and I, I love it. You know? <laughs> that's one of the things I, that's another thing I do. Uh, I'm curious, Greg, yeah. you were talking about even uh, lighter forms of reading. Uh, any any favorites that you have or any that you've written, read recently that, like you said, aren't aren't so much on the technical end, but something that you still really enjoyed that you got a lot out of? Um, I've got a huge library here of books. Um, I tell you, the ancient wisdom books, books on the way ancient wisdom, I've got a lot from those. So, you know, talking about meditation, I've done a lot of um, Rainbow Bridge meditation, and that I, I found really helpful. And there's a, you can actually get the book Rainbow Bridge. It's it doesn't it has no authors. It's just two disciples. See so if you Google it uh, on Amazon, it will come up. It's it's out of print, but um, you can get it. Um, and that that type of reading, okay, to help me grow spiritually and understand, I suppose, some of the things that the masters have passed down over the years. I find that that great. And the lessons that are in those are unbelievable. You know, they really um I did when I did my master's thesis and, and, and things like that, um, on leadership. I kept referring back to those quite often and you'll find them they've been filtered as they've come into practices and business and stuff like that. But if you actually go to the source, which is the ancient wisdom, they're all there and it's incredible. Like but but the, the level of truth in the ancient wisdom compared to what it's happened when it's been filtered down is, is incredible. And uh, like I said, I, I've always been about seeking the truth because, you know, if you look at um, all the different change management tools that have been used since like the 1950s, so quality management tools and you know, the five P's for leadership and the five S's for performance and stuff like that. I've got a graph that I, I have and um, you, know, you put it up there and there's all these different changes from the say 1950 right through 2000 and something. And it's like, holy shit, what's up with this? Which one of these works and which one don't? Well, the answer is they all work and they all don't. (laughs) But the point is, and we do this so much in in, in everything, you know, is yes, they all work and they all don't work, but what is the actual answer here? Because we keep coming up with these new frameworks or these new, and people write all these new courses out. So you go on that course and come back, oh, it's all about the, five P's or the seven S's or something like that, you know? It's not about that. Uh, you know, I talked about that earlier when I alluded to the fact that you can't go on these weekend courses and learn all this stuff. What you'll find is the masters, you know, the great practitioners, and I like that word practitioner because that's someone who's been practicing in the industry. You know, they're in the industry, they're doing these things, they're working things out. You know, you can only do that by being in there, and that's why I'm not saying... Uh, I want to be clear, I'm not saying don't go and do these courses and stuff like that, but you've got to understand that you're not going to, you know, you, you've got to go through the hardships and you've got to go through trying to work the stuff out and learning from your mistakes and, you know, doing the things that um, need to be done so you can get to the higher levels of mastery. Um, and so when when you look at this graph that I was talking about, you know, there's all these different things here. and. I would have studied a lot of them and looked at them and, you know, the servant leadership there and there's all sorts of things that people have said, this works. And like I said, they all work. But then again, they don't all work. And that is the key to it. So you 
to, to get to extract yourself out and say, okay, what is the truth behind that? The truth come truth is, you know, if you develop individuals, and I can remember many years ago and saying, you know, like um, um, if you make better people, you'll make better athletes. I said that many, many years ago. Um, and it holds true across everything in life. So it's developing. If you go back to that point I made about the circle, if your circle gets bigger, all of a sudden, you know, you have a different level of consciousness, you have a different or a higher level of understanding of why things are happening and what's happening around the world that you exist. Your perception changes, you know, the way you perceive every event and what you see in that event. And so then you don't have to worry about learning a certain framework, all right, whilst it's still good to study those things, and that's why I'm saying it's not a bad thing to go and do all these courses, but you do it with the, the understanding that that's only part of a bigger picture, all right? And so what you then, then do, and the master says, or the, ma- the way the master works is he says, this is the tool, the right tool for this job, and that's what's going to get the job done, you know? And that goes back to the whole equation of simplicity. And you can only get to that point if you've been through the hardships and been practicing in the industry. A lot of people want to want the glamour and the glitz that goes with it, but they haven't done the hard work, you know? I, I think that's a great point is everything, again, it can be made very simple, but still putting in that hard work to uh, what it sounds like to me is almost like stand up for your values. Like if you, if you take a root in those, then it, it makes the hard work a lot easier though then too. So yeah, and get, and get, and get good quality, high quality coaching, you know, mentors and stuff like that. Um, Cause it can cut through a lot of all the, all the stuff, but that's what I'm saying before, listening. I see, you asked me the question, yeah. listening, you know. I see 30-year-olds who come to me and say, well, what should I be doing? And I'm giving them really high-quality advice and they walk the wrong way out the door. You know, <laughs> you know? it doesn't work that way. It's a waste of their time and it's a waste of my time, so that's why I'm pretty careful about who I'll take on, you know. <laughs> I, I think that's that's a great point. Um, so what is something you're struggling to listen to right now, if, if, if you can even quantify that? Like, is there something that you need help with, like that I could help you out with or the listeners could help you out with in any way? I mean, I, I suppose the, the thing, that, yeah, I guess the answer to that is um, what I've struggled with is I, I, came up, I came through, I guess, through a generation where we, we weren't big on personal branding or uh, putting ourselves out there, you know? Yeah. Like I worked with some phenomenal people throughout my career and, and really high quality people, but no one knows who they are. And because that's the way we're brought up, you know, you just you didn't go around talking about yourself and doing stuff like that. Yet what you'll see now is, you know, the internet, um, there's people out there who just, you know, young, young people and stuff like that and just get out and just put their name out there and they become very, very successful and, and good on them. I have no, no qualms with that. But um, because I haven't done that, like people wouldn't, a lot of people don't know who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so that's something I've struggled with and I've, I'm starting to learn that now and say, okay, I need to learn this because I can serve more people if people know who I am and what value I can offer. So I guess that's, to answer the question, that's that's what I've had to learn because, I, like I said, I, you know, especially a lot of people I want to work with, that was just not what we're about. We're about do the do your hard work, be good at, be really good at what you do, but you don't even go around telling everybody about it. And the internet <laughs> does the exact opposite. 
you know. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't have anything. I didn't even have a website for a long time. And now I have a website and, um, and now it's the next level. So I want to get it out there. But again, I, I feel like um, I feel I have the confidence to do that because I've done the work. I've really have put the groundwork in. You know, I've practiced in the industry for so long um, and I've studied really, really hard to learn the lessons so that I can meet people at the level they're at and empathize with the struggles they've been through as well, you know? So then, Greg, where so, where can everybody find more about you? What, what, share your websites with everybody. Share with everybody what you're working on right now. I mean, I'd love to hear about it, please. Yeah, well, it's interesting, eh? Because I, I would have done quite a few of these interviews and never even mentioned my websites and stuff like that, you know, which is... Which is not a good marketing, not a good marketing uh, method, <laughs> but um, and that's that's what I'm saying. I, I was like, um, so my my website for leadership and elite performance is www.leadthepack.net, and um, for my products, my product range is www.pure-athlete.com, and that's the recovery and performance products for you know body care, body care and skin care products. And I'll make sure having all those in the show notes for everybody so they can go click on, check everything out. Uh, now, Greg, you talked about uh, like you're working, you have like the, the, the 50 day challenge type thing though. Um, but anything else that you have, anything else that uh, you're, you're working on even now that might be coming out in the future that people can look forward to? Yeah, I do. Um, I have, have an ebook. Well, I, I, I might put it into a hard book, but. That should have been an ebook, which I've nearly finished. I'm pretty much uh, just in, in the final editing stages of that, so that'll be available soon. It's uh, it's it's really the silver bullets. So what I mean by that is some really really high quality lessons that I've seen and learnt. And what I mean by that is is actually if you go into, if people go onto my website, they can download for free um, my lessons from inside the ropes, which is. Uh, very high quality information and I say that and I can brag about that because it's not my work in, in the sense that these are I interviewed high quality people in that industry and to qualify to be in that um, for, into my master's thesis or dissertation you had to have won uh, at a world cup or international level so very high level Olympics stuff like that you had to have you know at least medaled at, at that as a coach or as a leader okay uh, so what I did is then in my master's thesis is when I interviewed all these people from all around the world and said, right, what are the key lessons that are going to help you perform at higher levels or be more successful? And so that's in, that's in there. That's a free downloadable book in there. So to take this a step further, <coughs> my silver bullets one is, um, again, more lessons because the, the downloadable book is quite short, um, but some high-quality information in there. And then the, the silver bullet goes into some more lessons that I would have learned through the interviews that I had from those people and things that I've researched and said, right, these things here have a huge impact. And I mean huge impact. Um, and I can't overstate that point because often, you know, you can read these things and go, oh, yeah, I kind of know that already. Well, you don't know it if you're not getting results from it, you know. If you're not getting, if you're not getting results and you don't really know that, and that's what I'm saying about practitioners and why you, you can't just go away and learn this stuff over a weekend because you to, to know something, you've got to be producing results with it. And these these lessons that I, I teach in, in both those booklets, that they are incredibly high value, value because they cut through a lot of all the, 
the, the, the white noise that's out there, you know, that's, that's, that's distracting us, that magpie fit, go out and buy this thing. You don't need to buy that thing. What you, need do, <laughs> what you need to do is learn, you know, like I said, expand that dot, you know, expand that dot. And when you expand that dot, you're like, holy heck, I can now see that person just down the road there is the person I need or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... That's definitely some powerful stuff there, Greg. I, thank you for that. Uh, and this actually leads into really one of my last questions that I always ask everybody on the show is, well, who would you want to hear on this podcast? So I'm curious, though, even kind of going off that, like of, of these of these uh, people that you've interviewed, like for the Silver Bolts and stuff like that, like who is it that it, uh, I should go talk to? Who is it that the listener should go talk to? But also, what should we ask them? What, what's one lesson or one person that we should all be seeking out really kind of learning from that. So, so they can, you're asking me for one person I should go and look yeah, for? Yeah, so of, of the people that you've interviewed, is there anybody that just really stands out where it's like, oh my goodness, like they've just absolutely blown your mind on something? You know what? I, I, I couldn't tell you one person, and the reason I can't tell you one person is because they all had different stories, but at the same time, there were some similarities in those stories, and that they were sense. all yeah. really yeah. high quality. And look, when I started my, my master's, the journey of my master's thesis and stuff like that, I had a few people on my hit list to say, right, well, I knew them already. And I said, I'll go, and, I'll go and interview them. And then there was ones that just popped up. I got one NFL coach from, I'm sorry, not NFL, American football coach from, from the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me things and I was like, holy heck, you know. Um, I got a, a swim coach who's been all around the world. It's, it's, it's coached all around the world, the Olympic levels world championships and stuff like that incredible amount of knowledge like 43 years of coaching and there's things he'd looked at like you know that's what i'm saying these are masters these are people like you know i was just you'd be blown away he was talking about the biomechanics of the water and the viscosity of the water and how that affects just the the way you put one finger you know (laughs) and and you can only start looking at that stuff and get 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 into that sort of stuff if you understand the foundations, because otherwise you're wasting your time. You know, no good moving your finger if, if you haven't got foundations in place. So I, I prescribe the fact that we need, we should be learning from multiple different people. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, you can follow, you can get coached by one person, but at the same time, I'm studying from a wide range of books all the time. You know, I will always go back to Paul Check and um, a number of other people I would have studied under, but I, but even Paul said, Paul always said, go out and study up other people, you know, because you pick up so much information. Well, Greg, this has been uh, an amazing talk. I, thank you so much for sharing everything. Again, listeners, make sure, so it's, it's leadthepack.net here, correct, and pure-athlete.com. I want to make sure we get those out there because like Greg okay. said, that's one of the things that he has struggled with too. Uh, so Greg, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, so many, so many words of wisdom here. Uh, and, and I just like, uh, I think the Socrates quote that ultimate, uh, what was it again? Excuse me. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I think that's a great way for, to end the show on health, on life in general. So Greg, thank you again so much for your time. Thanks Nick and have a great day, man. Thank you. You too. Okay, cool. See you, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. 
And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get your top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts to help you simplify your health journey. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Also, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. Thank you.